Welcome to Let's Talk Parish. Let's Talk Parish will be an opportunity to learn about some of the people that call the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament in Sacramento, California, home. My name is Chris and I'll be the host for today's episode. Thanks for listening and let's get started. Good morning, John. Morning, Chris. How are you doing today? I'm doing quite well. Thank you very much. Welcome to the podcast. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. And it's great to introduce you to our parishioners um, who may not know you yet. Um, How long have you been at the cathedral? Um, 2013 or 14. I cannot remember. Um, 20. Let's say that's seven or eight years. Seven or eight years. Yeah. Well, cool. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun uh, talking about your journey <laughs> of faith. But before we get too far into it, into your story, which I can hardly wait to get there, um, would you mind uh, asking the Lord to bless our time together? Not at all. My pleasure. Um, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus Christ, you promised us to whether wherever two of two or more are gathered in your name, there you are with them. So please, and we know that you're here now with us, guide our conversation, uh, bless this time, and may your words flow through both of us, and may your glory expand. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Thank you. Sure. Thank you. And you're, and you're actually kind of warmed up because... Uh, uh, you've already had spent some time in prayer this morning. Yes. Before coming here, it's nine o'clock on a on a Friday. It's the second of July for our listeners, so because it's not going to air for a while, mm-hmm. just so they know when we're doing this. Um, so, what is it you normally do on Fridays, <laughs> Friday mornings? Well, I gather with friends, uh, some from the parish, Cathedral Parish, others, mm-hmm. uh, friends from others uh, parishes, and we gather at the former site of St. Sarah's statue in Capitol Park, Mm -hmm. and we pray a rosary there. And we've been doing that since about the uh, early fall, so maybe late September, October, early October. Yeah. When when was it that that statue was pulled down? Turns out it was uh, 4th of July marks a one-year anniversary. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... um, there was protests going on, you know, those racial protests. Right. And then a group split off um, from a big, mar- or I don't know how big it was, maybe say 100. I, I wasn't there. Uh, but a group split off and went over to St. Sarah's site and spray painted him and wrote all sorts of nasty things on the ground. And then they lashed some cables around the statue and pulled it down. Pulled it down. Um, and uh, yesterday... July 1st was his feast day. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's kind of cool that we're able to meet today yeah. um, and recognize who he was um, in the history of California and yeah. the West Coast. Um, but that's current, and we like to start in the history of things. So um, let me ask, were you born? Uh, Baptized uh, as an infant uh, to be Catholic, or yes, you yeah. were yes, yes, and here in Sacramento, yes, as a matter of fact, Presentation Parish. Um, 
I can't. The presentation in the most blessed. There's a longer. We always just it was call it presentation. presentation. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So right. Uh, 1967. Oh my gosh. 53 years old. Yeah. Were you uh, what? A big family? No, no. Um, I have a, one sister. One sister. Yeah. Did you go to Catholic school? No, no, no. So, what was your Catholic experience growing up? What was that like? Um, my mother was, uh, she was the Catholic in the family, and she's the one that raised my sister and I Catholics. So, um, you know, we, my father, my father wasn't, yeah, my father wasn't um, religious. And uh, so the growing up Catholic was something I did on Sundays. Um, I was more interested in oh, sports and, you know, riding my bike and, you know, doing stuff like that as a kid uh, than I was in religion. So when did that, when did that turn for you? When did your interest in uh, the Catholic Christian faith begin to take root and blossom. I'd have to, it was, it's always been there. It is always, my faith has never gone away. Hmm. I've always, this thing, this is an absolute grace. I'm convinced. I've never once doubted the existence of God. I don't, not everybody, I know not everybody can say that. That's in, true. In the, in, the, in the immense gift that becomes, it actually grieves me that for so many years I've been walking around with this immense gift and not even recognizing mm. it. And, and, ooh, I, you know, I can only imagine, you know, if, <laughs> had I met, had I died and met Christ, like, I don't think I would have been greeted with a smile. That's yeah. scary. You know, I, I don't want to it didn't scare happen, your I mean, leader, reader and listeners. But yeah. So when did, so you had, you know, when, when did you start to unwrap your gift, this gift of belief and faith? Um, it was, it, it, I was about 36. Six or so around 2010 okay it's an actual moment like a moment of i don't know if you want to go there that quickly if you if, if you feel comfortable sharing 36 or whatever you, it was if you feel comfortable sharing that moment that'd be awesome well okay so um i'm falling away about high school i just that thanks mom for introducing me to the faith it was great i'm done <laughs> and that i've been was, there yeah you know, that was it yeah, but I, like I said, I always I always knew God existed, and I never really, um, you know, I wouldn't push the boundary to like um, heresy, mm -hmm. calumny. You know, I, I would never push those boundaries. But I, you know, lukewarm would be a generous statement of my condition, <laughs> okay. the condition of my soul. So I'm lukewarm, rolling around, doing secular guy. I'm married now and a wonderful wife. And I didn't even you know, recognize how wonderful she is <laughs> back, you know. Um, anyways, be, we'll get to that, I suppose. Uh, we will. Um, so there I am. And I'm into bike racing. And I'm pretty successful. And there's 
a thing called master's category. So I tried to be a pro, never got a contract, but I still stuck with the sport. So here I am in my 30s, and we're, we're a pretty good-sized team. We're sponsored by Safeway, the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And we go around California and Nevada, and, you know, we do races in Oregon, and where else have we gone? Uh, Idaho. And, um, you know, do race and be, race other <laughs> old guys that still think that they're fast. <laughs> so... I'm on a training ride, a group training ride, and um, I get in a in a verbal altercation with a guy of over strategy, over bike racing strategy. Oh, okay. So we're in a group, and you know, there's people up the road, a group up the road, and somebody attack my teammates up there. Who's going to pull? Who's going to um, break the wind? You, know, you get drafting is a big part of the sport, right? So that's what the argument is about. And this guy just keeps in my ear, just chattering, 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 till I finally take my hand off the bars, put my hand, put one of my arms, my my hand on his shoulder, and I squeeze as hard as I can. And I look at him. I say, "We're getting off our bikes now, and I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna beat you up." Well, he grabbed his brakes, skidded to a halt, fell over, and then he's on the side of the road screaming, "My knee!" my knee so this is a guy he's a lawyer oh no two weeks before he had gotten in an altercation with one of my teammates i didn't know this and he you know the way it looked i will go to my grave matter of fact when i do meet christ you know (laughs) at the time of my judgment, I will go to my, I will look at him in the eye and say, I I really believe, you know, he crashed himself and, and, you know, this was a fake. Yeah. To everybody else, it looks, you know, everybody saw me with my hand off my bars on his shoulders. Right. And then he he fell and. Right. He fell and he says, I pushed him and I'm, I didn't push him. (laughs) But anyways, it all looks like it. So there he is. And he, this has been a setup from the beginning. Well, so there's the the instance that leads to my, you know, the, the, the boiling, the bubbling up of faith out of my heart. And um, so this guy is beating me up in the courts. And we're getting close to losing our house. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And he went, he went after Safeway. They, deep pockets, oh, no. You know, they're, they could they, settle. They got, well, they didn't even get called into it. It oh was, wow! Cause his, yeah, and and it's so he focused everything on me, and I'm just getting beat up, and we're we're um, walking. Nancy and I, my wife Nancy, mm-hmm. and um, we're walking out of court one day, and she goes, "God put this guy in our lives for a reason." It really, I never those were never. There it, it was just that moment of clarity. Wow. We're like, that's exactly what this is. You know, and I didn't put it all together. Now I put it back together. Like, I've been walking around with this great gift of faith, and I've just been ignoring God and ignoring God. And now here he is, like, John, why are you still you? Why are you still, like, in um, Matthew, but I think it's Isaiah, you know, a bended reed he shall not break, a bruised, a bruised 
a bruised reed he shall not break, a, a smoldering wick he will not quench. You will not hear him out in the middle of the streets screaming. You know, that's exactly, I, I was, I was, oh, hey, everybody, look at me. I was, I was that guy, you know, it's all about me. I was, you know, I wasn't terrible, but I mean. No, I get it. That, that was, yeah, that was who I was. And all of a sudden there, Nancy goes, John, you know, God put this guy in our lives for a reason. And, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, well, look at everything that I have. I've got a beautiful wife. I've got wonderful children. I've got, you know, I've got a great job. I've got a good family. I mean, everything that I need to be happy. And yet here I am still out in the middle of the street, you know, you know, spitting in the wind or whatever you yeah know? and it's just that moment where it's just like that's what this is about and so a couple maybe a year or so before that nancy we you know our boys she had felt that god just needs to get into our lives really yeah and so we had been going like i'm born and raised catholic and mm -hmm. we, we had some neighbors um who were very close to us and um and they were also very faithful. Um, they were a non-denominational church. Though. Okay. And so we would go to services with them every now and then. And Nancy really wanted to go on a weekly thing. But I'm just like, it's not hitting me. Not yeah. hitting me. So um, we came. I was like, okay, that's what it is. Let's go to, you know, let's go to church. And we're deciding, like, well, which parish? And uh, we live right across the river. So, um, you know, we decided, well, let's go downtown and go to the cathedral so here i am and um that's yeah that that was yeah eight years ago wow it's like you know god really got your attention oh indeed in a big way right <laughs> like john you haven't been paying attention to me so smack well there's a big one for you and so uh, Revelations, uh, the Revelations chapter three is the Church of Laodicea, mm -hmm. where you know, you know, you do the, you're, you're lukewarm, and I'm going to spit you out of my mouth, and that's exactly what was going on, uh, and that's wow. So, yeah, here I am, and here you are. Well, that's quite a story. That is quite a story. You know, it's um, you know, I've I've had intense moments where God needed to get my attention. I, so I completely understand how that works. I mean, so many people, it can be a gradual thing. But then for some of us who are maybe a little more hard-headed or <laughs> we're not totally paying attention, you know, we need to get that wake-up call that can be mm -hmm. sometimes drastic, right? Mm -hmm. Wow, thanks for sharing that. I, you, know, I, you know, I, I've gotten it's to know you a little bit through choir because yeah. you joined choir probably maybe a year before COVID hit. Yeah. Yeah. A year. Um, uh, so we really didn't get a chance to, to know each other, but so this was, this story is new to me and it's, it's a good story. It's a really good story. Um, I wish I wasn't quite so hard headed. <laughs> well, you know, <clears throat> listen to my mother. <laughs> yeah, we are, uh, some of us are slow learners. Yeah. You know, we need that, that extra push. Um, so you ended up here <clears throat> at the cathedral around 2010, mm. somewhere around there, right? Yeah. 13. Um, generally speaking. And 
What was your, so what was, when you, had you been to the cathedral before or was this a brand new type of experience for you? Brand new. Brand new. Because it's a different, I mean, the cathedral's different than your regular neighborhood parish. As far yeah, as, uh, architecturally, true. I mean. Architecturally and, and um, parishioner-wise, yeah. And uh, I wasn't very active at presentation. Okay. I mean, I was just a kid. I, you know, I, I went there on Sundays because that's what mom made me do. Sure. And I went to Sunday school for an hour after, after mass because that's what mom made me do. And as soon as I could get, I, I didn't interact with the parish. I was a kid. You know? Yeah. So this is the only parish I've known. Well, that that this is the only parish I've tried to become, to join. Really, to be a, uh, to be a part of the parish, right? Be really active, right? In it. Yeah. So when you when you when you and Nancy and your family came here originally, um, how did you begin to find to integrate into the life of the parish? What was that process like for you? It's different for Nancy and, and me. I mean, we probably approached it differently. So I can just speak about my, my sure, own. of course. And I've said this before. Um, if you when you look. Okay, not that I think that I'm holy in any way. I, I really don't. I'm aspiring to it, obviously, but As I don't. We all should be. Okay, so there's Samuel's call mm -hmm. to prophet, uh, being a prophet is through. Um, he's living with Eli, right? And right. at night, you know, God, God calls uh, Samuel at night, and and. and Samuel wakes up, runs to Eli and says, here, you know, what? You called me. No, I didn't call you. You know, okay. And so the answer is always, you know, here I am. So it happens three times and, and then Eli figures out, he says, here I am. <laughs> you know, and then what will you have your servant do? Yeah, and right. that's, and that's, that's kind of my approach. I mean, I came here and, uh, okay, great. And I was all this energy. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try, um, uh, well, maybe I can, um, I write, maybe I can help write, mm -hmm. uh, do something there. And so I tried, but that didn't quite fit. And then, um, I, I tried being a catechist Okay. and I am actually, um, certified. <laughs> I don't know if I, I, was, I was certified three years ago or so. Oh, wow. But that didn't quite fit. I didn't fit. Okay. You know, it, it you, you know it when you fit, sure. right? And um, and I went on the axe retreat, and that fit. It just fit for me. Wow! Um, and part of axe is musically, uh -huh. and uh -huh. so, and and a lot of axe is you know community building mm -hmm. that community within a parish. So you know that's really where where I am now. This is you know how I got to the parish and how I approached joining the parish was that. Samuel, here I am, you know, with a little too much energy <laughs> at yeah. the beginning and then finding my place. And now here I am again, just trying to find my place, but knowing that, okay, well, I've got this pathway kind of to move into and it's part of the parish. And then here we go. You know, there's a funny story uh, with Saul who became St. Paul, right? So he has this conversion experience, right? And he's baptized and um, he goes to Jerusalem to meet the leaders of the church in Jerusalem, and uh, they send him to uh, Asia Minor for three years. And the very next line is, and the church was at peace, which is kind of funny to me. Yeah. 
you know, because he was, you know, because he persecuted the church and before uh, his conversion. But and for three years, he just sat there and did nothing. So he had he was very zealous. And I'm sure that with his newfound faith in Christ, he was still as zealous. And they said, "Nah, you need a time out. So they sent him away and the church was at peace. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, to me, I just ah, I always I chuckled at that line. Right. Because we do, you know, we show up with all this enthusiasm. We have the. The, the love of Christ is in our hearts and we have so much gratitude and we want to give back. And God says, slow down. Yeah. <laughs> There's a place for you. You just got to give, give it enough time to find it. Right. Because yeah. he gives us all gifts and he gives us strengths in order to serve the body of Christ. And we have to find that whether we find it on our own or through discernment with others. Right. But yeah. it takes time to find those things. Yeah. Um, did you, how soon after coming to the cathedral did you go on the Axe Retreat? Maybe 2016, so three years. So three years. Yeah. Okay. So relatively soon after coming here. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Wow. So um, I, I know you've got a musical side to you also. So we talked a little bit about the bicycling mm -hmm. and how that was really the mechanism that God used to call you back to himself um what's your music musical history what's the story around around that again acts did it uh, start there well i i i owned a guitar in high school and i had a friend who played and he was he was pretty well pretty good and okay. he showed me like the major chords he showed me chord shapes in the first position on the right. board and that always just kind of stuck with me, right? Mm -hmm. But, and I carried that guitar around for years and years and years, and then just finally broke. <laughs> so I didn't have, didn't have a guitar. And uh, so I go on the Axe Retreat, and uh, and I started uh, writing lyrics. I wrote no lyrics. kidding. I, you know, I, I write for a living. Okay. So, um, you know, writing is just kind of part of me now. And, and... Um, so I wrote some lyrics, and the two uh, two guys who are the music ministry leads, they put it to music. They scored the lyrics. Oh, nice! And so we got a little song out of it. Um, Lord help me see, is what it was called. I, but my approach, and I still you know, every day, you know, Lord, just like I think it's um, uh, the blind. Barabbas? I can't think of his name. Uh, Bar uh, uh, it's not Barabbas, but anyways, you know, he goes up to the blind man and Christ asks him, what would you have me do for you? He goes, Lord, I want to see. Right. <laughs> you know, like, which is, you know, symbolic of the entire, you know, kind of uh, path to salvation. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Lord help me see was the song that we wrote. And, um, and then they just said, okay, well, you're now part of the music ministry of Acts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, so, had I known that, I would have asked you to bring your guitar and you could sing some of it for us. But um, <laughs> we're not prepared for that. So maybe we'll have to figure that out at some point. Because I haven't heard it and I'd love to hear it. Sure. Um, how, that's I, so uh, cool. I could probably... It, oh, no, I don't even... You know, I don't All worry right. about it right now. You're not prepared. That wouldn't be fair. Um, but I definitely want to... You know, maybe we'll do this again, and I'll splice it in, and we'll just tag it on as a Easter egg sort of a thing. You never know. Um, 
But uh, so that's kind of cool. And so then after Axe, how did you begin to <clears throat> exercise that musical um, gift the Lord had begun to uh, work in you? I actually fought it for a little bit. Oh, really? <laughs> I was having okay, so I never got out. I'm still bike racing these. This, this oh, you day. are. I'm a I'm a jock at heart. Okay, I mean, that's just who I am. I'm a jock, you right? Know? And uh, and so I'm still bike racing. And 2016, I don't know how you know you you, you just gain fitness, you lose fitness. It depends on how much sure. you can train and do that sort of thing. But I was I was at the top of my master's game, and I was putting out watts. I was I was I had more power than I'd had in. Wow. Years. Wow. Um, I was just doing great in races and, you know, and then I go on the axe retreat and like, well, no, you're going to be part of music ministry. And I'm like, well, hold it now. I don't know how to play music. So that means I'm going to have to take time away from my bike racing, Uh oh. you know, and, and like, oh, that's, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, and when you, when you kind of know, like, no, God's pulling you in a direction. Um, yeah. Yeah. You just, Go with it, right? You have to. It's just. Well, it yeah. works better for you. I mean, I think that's the lesson of Jonah, right? Yeah. And when you when you don't go the way God's pulling you, you end up in the belly of a big fish. Yeah, and it's not so much. Don't anybody get me? Don't misunderstand me that I think I've got this calling to be a musician. No, yeah. What I what I am is what I know is God has put me in this axe ministry for a reason. Mm-hmm. And right now, my job there is to, you know, be a musician. Well, sure. to at least, you know, help us, you know, lead, lead in song, you know, sing songs. I mean, and God and loves it supports them. the people in worship. And, right, right. Yeah. That, so and that's yeah, don't, yeah, nobody misunderstand me that I think I've been called to be some great musician. You don't have any record labels that are knocking on your door? <laughs> no. No. Although I am, yeah, I, mean, I really, I'm I'm beginning to start enjoying music as much as I enjoy being a jock. Yeah, like nice. Like if I have to, if I have to, you know, like pick time to either train or play music. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to move towards playing music. I mean, I, I'm still training and I'm still racing, and it, yeah, it's starting to move into you know, like playing music. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't know if you could actually. Play the guitar and ride the bicycle at the same time. <laughs> that difficult. might be a little difficult. I know, you but... put me in a circus. I don't know how good I'd be. <laughs> Maybe that's my yeah, next calling. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. Wow, that is that's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. So, um, well, let's get back to the whole Father Sarah praying the rosary at the Capitol thing, because um, that's it's fairly recent. Yeah. Do you, what? What pulled you to do to do that? I mean, um, is it do you do you do like a, a do you support that with, with music or we're actually is, getting less and less away from music and pr- moving more and more towards just prayer, just the prayer, just getting us together and getting close in there and praying. Well, what, what pulled you towards? So I'm just going to tell a little story yeah. about myself in that particular statue because I had a. Uh, connection to that statue that was personal um, back when I was going through RCIA which is the process for adults to enter the Catholic Church um, one of the things that we were required to do was go to the 9 a.m. mass and so uh, I, I would get up and I would walk there was a little Starbucks not too far from where I lived they're not there now 
And I would stop off, I'd get a cup of coffee, and then I'd walk to Capitol Park, and I would sit at the bench right there where the statue for Father Sarah is, nice little, and it's the you know, whole thing of California, and it shows where all the missions are, and then this big statue of Father Sarah. And I would sit there, and I would talk to him. And uh, every Sunday, I did that for almost the entire RCIA journey. Um, and so it was a very personal spot for me. And um, sometimes I would pray the rosary there by myself, just sit there and, you know, and then it was time for me to go to Mass, and I'd go to the 9 a.m. Mass. And so when that, uh, when that statue came down, it was... Uh, it had a big impact on, on my faith journey and um, important to me, having that type of a connection. And so I'm curious as to whether you're not, what was your connection to that statue or the history of California or, you know, what motivated you to get involved in the yeah. Friday morning's rosary? It's, it's, personal but also um there there's something public about it also and i can't put my finger i, I can't, really can't put my finger on the what it is publicly that's driving me the, the public purpose of it mm -hmm. the personal though is pretty simple i'm i'm at home you know the statue has come down i've been praying the rosary um in the mornings and um so I'm praying the rosary one morning, and it, I just get this idea, like, well, grab your guitar, go sing a couple worship songs, and pray a rosary at the site where mm. the statue was. You know? mm -hmm. Okay. So I just went and did it, and, you know, felt great. <laughs> like, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah. And um, so I, it really was how to matter, how we ended up, or how the, the event ended up at 7.30 on a Friday morning was just, like well, I'll fit into my schedule. Wow! <laughs> so there it is, and um, yeah, so I I did it. Felt great. Wrote some people in the Axe community and said, "Hey, anybody want to join me?" And yep, okay, okay. Now what about can we get the word out? And so we got it out through our Axe ministry and also through um, the communications channels of the of the cathedral here. So mm -hmm. Facebook page, bulletin. I mean, we've got a lot of support, and this is not like a, this is not my project. This is, you know, hopefully the Holy Spirit's Amen. and, and, yeah. and our Holy Mother's. You know, right. that's that's their project. I mean, right. they're in control. Um, that yeah. So it and then it's just been going, and it's it, we just finished today, and it. I feel a it, it's happiness um you know it's not joy like oh gee i'm just walking foot off the ground you right know? but it, it, i'm ready to go i'm ready to start and on a friday okay i'm ready to start you know um my weekend let's say you know get into work get a couple things done and then let's start the weekend um there's an energy that comes out of it and and i think we all feel it mm -hmm. um so that's, you know, that's, that's how it started, and that's what's keeping it going. Wow. Energy. Praise God. Amen. You know, it's, uh, you know, once again, it's hearing that, I'm going to just say it, that you heard the voice of God say, 
grab your rosary, grab your guitar and get down there. And it didn't, it didn't manifest as something like that. You know, I mean, you thought it was your own idea. Might not have been your own idea. And then when you responded to that voice, then the Holy Spirit stepped in and said, okay, now we're going to build something here and have it be, you know, a ministry. It's going to be, yes. and it's life for other people, right? It provides that foundation and that expression and, and it's public. I mean, it's out in the park and people can walk by and see y'all doing it. And it's a, a public testimony, yeah. you know, to the, to the faith, um, which is always a good thing. There is okay, a prayer I say multiple times a day is for enlightenment to the Holy Spirit for mm. enlightenment. And one of the lines in it is, um, help me to always be obedient to thy heavenly inspirations. Oh, wow. So multiple times a day, I'm asking the Holy Spirit to be obedient to thy heavenly inspirations. So I think I've opened my soul and my psyche up to... Um, you know, just those little things. Maybe, uh, maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. Well, you know can, I don't know. We but can I, always say that it what, is. Well, what I want to be is open. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. You know, um, the episode prior to yours was with Father uh, Michael Kiernan, mm -hmm. uh, and where we talked about the Holy Spirit and the importance of the Holy Spirit and. Um, you know how he often brings that prayer come holy spirit and he'll say after a homily or at certain times um and and how absolutely important that is and and truly the life of faith is life in of the spirit and in the spirit uh it's absolutely crucial to our christian lives uh to have that connection you know it's uh, uh part of the holy trinity that uh we best pay attention to Right. Yeah. yeah. So it, you know, and and the scriptures say that the spirit blows wherever it wants to go. You know, <laughs> and and then as you're as you're saying this, I'm being open, right? Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, that could be dangerous, man, because you may be asked to do something, you know, like give up bicycling. <laughs> How silly does that sound now, too? Right? It does, doesn't it? You know, hey, that's exactly. But that that was what was going through my mind in 2016. You know? Well, and, and yeah. you know, I mean, if something's a, as big a part of your life as cycling, yeah, is and has been, yeah, then yeah. So it's it really truly is a giving up, yeah, right. And uh, you know, I believe that anytime we give something up for God, it's like Jesus saying, you know, giving up our parents or what have you and yeah. and and the and the, i think it was peter says well we've done all that we've he goes and you will receive that much more in the kingdom of heaven uh and so i think when we give things up for god in obedience to him uh, we may not see anything right now but i do believe that we do have a reward um at some point yeah. whether it's here sure. or, or hereafter Absolutely. You know, yeah. that, uh, that's our faith. That's our hope. That's our faith. It's our hope. The hope that lies within us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, wow. That's cool, John. There's so you're, uh, uh, one of the great things about getting to know, I was talking with someone earlier. Many people don't think they have much of a story to tell. 
and but when every time I sit some sit with someone and hear their story, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing. <laughs> yeah. Every person's story is so phenomenal, and yeah. and um, it adds a a depth to who you are in my relationship with you. And I hope that for our listeners, that it's the same for them. Um, now I know what mass I normally see you at, but what, what is the, the mass time you usually, so here's one, we had a request from a listener that said, why don't I ask people what mass they go to? Because we've got multiple masses. Okay. And if all you go to is one mass, you may not know the person that's actually the guest for the episode, yeah, right? Sure. So what mass do you normally attend? 8 a.m. The 8 a.m. mass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. were, um, 9 a.m. But then the schedule's changed. Schedule's COVID, changed. So, yeah, right. 8 a.m. now. Um, it's usually 8 a.m. or 10 a.m. Um, but it's generally the 8 a.m. Yeah. So we, the the rosary in Capitol Park uh, spun off another rosary. We, we um, pray for the end of abortion in between the 10 a.m. English Mass and the noon Spanish Mass. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, so at 11.15 on Sundays, we're out there. Um, praying a rosary at the same site oh, no 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 and right out right out in front of the, in cathedral. Front of the cathedral so um so at eleven fifteen a.m one week we'll do we'll start it either in spanish mm -hmm. uh, and then the next week we'll go to english and we as much as we possibly can we like to we're pleased when the um priest who's presiding at the 10 a.m. mass starts our rosary. Yeah, so oh. it starts out with the uh, Apostles' Creed and sure. the Our Father and then going into the first tr three Hail Marys and then all the way through the first decade. Wow. And we love it when the priest oh, bet. You know, does that. And um, yeah, so there, the, the rosary in Capitol Park spun off a whole other rosary. And so in between, so I'm the 8 a.m. mass, I'm there, and then, um, then we, you know, kind of some of the other acts musicians we get uh, set up and get a little microphone out there and sure. some, our instruments and then um and then uh after when people are coming out at 11 you know they stop by and we pray another rosary wow yeah yeah you're welcome to come join us and sing anytime so well, i know you sing and you thanks. sing quite well yeah i so and, and it is possible um i normally go to the 8 a.m mass mm -hmm. i wake up early in the morning so i'm like you know, I I don't want to sit home. I want to go to the early, earliest mass as I as I can, um, and and then of course then I have breakfast, right? Yeah. Uh, but as fate would have it, as God would have it, um, it looks like I'll be going to both masses for a while. So I will definitely be here after the ten o'clock mass. So there's a there's a possibility that I'll be joining you. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't know that was even happening. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. So, you know, you, who knows what these podcasts are going to reveal. Yeah. Um, so Isn't we, it great? Yeah, I, it is great. We've got such a wonderful parish. And I mean, not just the, the, the site where we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people who are here. And boy there's just so much for us to do i mean i still have that original energy like we were talking earlier where you're like takes a little patience john <laughs> like, <laughs> yes yes chris you're right <laughs> um, but yeah you know, it's just opportunity abounds 
Well, you know, when I, when you finally tap into the love God has for us, it's hard not to love an extreme back, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and to share it. Uh, it's just, and like I said, streams of living water will just pour out, yeah. you know, and, 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 it, and that's natural. Um, sometimes God has to reel us in. It's like, okay, we're going to reel you back in a little bit. But uh, uh, the enthusiasm and the love and the joy for, for Christ and, and God's people and, and the church um, is just a joy to behold. Yeah. You know? We're all, we're all given a mission. Amen. God has a unique mission for each one of us. And life is really just trying to understand what that mission is and then how you go about performing his will. And that's where joy will develop. Right. So um, it's it's an adventure. It is an adventure. (laughs) And and so that's what's the, that's sort of the energy. That's the enthusiasm. And sometimes, yeah, it sucks. And sometimes you got to like, I don't want to give that up, you know, but you kind of recognize like, well, no, the mission's over there. So, all right, I got to go that way. And, you know, and it's just, it's just adventurous. It's, it's just a great adventure. It is. And the rewards are worth it. Okay. Yeah. And, they're immediate. I'm not going to, you know, the, the uh, sufferings exists. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you could, I'm, you know, I've not read any contemporary saints, um, but, you know, people always point to St. Teresa of Calcutta saying that, you know, like, you know, her, her, she was dry, suffered for dryness for mm-hmm. decades and decades, you know, and, with, I'm sure still she felt that energy, that encouragement, that, you know, and there's a joy in that. And mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, you're, you're living God's mission and not trying to, you know, control your own self and control um, everything around you. And it's good. Yeah. You know, there's a, in my mind, I always hear it a certain way as a verse in the Bible, and I'm not sure I remember it correctly. Um, but the way I remember it is that uh, for the joy set before him, Christ endured the cross. And to see joy in the cross in that juxtaposition, that there can be joy in the midst of suffering. Um, and it might, the word actually might be glory. For the glory set before him, he endured the cross. Okay. Um, I like the word joy better because for me, it's like our faith, Christianity, does not insulate us from suffering. No. But what it does, it puts a different context on it. And there can be joy in the midst of suffering. Um, and, and then it's not seen as suffering in the same way as other suffering might be, right? We don't. We won't have hold pity parties and we don't you know it's like it's just this is you know it's like when you were faced with that legal situation i mean that had to be emotional and mental suffering mm-hmm. Amen. right but but, oh, yeah. but yeah but when you look back and you see the hand of god in it then that totally reframes it mm-hmm. right and so we get an opportunity then to to think about and to look at and experience a situation differently Right. Yeah, um, and change. 
and it, it changes things. You, you, not only do you change everything about you, changes body and soul. Yeah, yeah, and that's you know, that's joyful. And the cross, it, joy is being close to Christ. Amen. Where are you closer? <laughs> the cross, the closest. I mean, that's yeah. And just expect it. You yeah. Know? And and then when it comes, Saint Francis says this. You know. Start by doing what's necessary, then what's possible, and pretty soon you're doing the impossible. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, at the beginning it kind of sucks. Sorry, it stinks. You know, and, um, and it's hard. Yeah. I mean, even if you know you're doing something good, it's hard to do something good. Singing. You start out singing, you're like, oh boy, I sound terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do what's necessary. And maybe you don't advance. It depends on what your calling is or whatever. Absolutely. But you, know, I mean, but you don't start out as um, Pavarotti or, you know, for me, John Lennon. You know, you, yeah, you, just, you just don't. You, you don't start there. And you may not even end there. You certainly won't. You, uh, yeah. You, you know? No. Besides, you don't want to end up as being someone else. You want to be yourself. Well, and not only, it's, it's, it's the joy is in fulfilling God's mission for you. Amen. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Big or small or in between. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, John, I know you've got something, uh, an appointment to get to. said it would fly by. Yeah, and it did, didn't it? It does. It flies by. Um, And there's lots of stuff that we have never, that we haven't talked about, but um, which always opens the door for doing this again. But because uh, we need to bring this to a close, Let's go ahead then and pray the Our Father together and wish each other a, a good day. Thank you. All right. So, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, thank you, Chris. What a blessing, John. Thank Thank you. you. Very much a blessing. I really appreciate this. Say hi to Nancy for me. Will do. Absolutely. And I'll see you at the 8 a.m. Mass. Amen. Okay. Have a good day. Take care. Thanks for staying with us till the end. And uh, as I suggested or intimated, I'm going to be sharing... The song that John wrote, Help Me See. The words are by John Fairbanks, and the music is by, let's see here, John Taylor and Jim McEgan. So uh, enjoy. This is your reward for staying with us throughout the podcast. And um, I'll be talking with you again next week. Take care. I can't deny what's big is small, what's great is least of all. 
I want more of me to be consistently on the path that leads me back to you. my way but that is not to say my healing's done there's more race to run Let's Talk Parish is co-produced by Rex Rolanka, Titi Kila, and Chris Jensen. Our theme music is Live and Be Happy by Valentina Gribenova. You can listen to Let's Talk Parish by going to the cathedral website at cathedralsacramento.org or by searching on your favorite podcast app. Wherever you find us, please subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. A special thanks goes to the Rector of the Cathedral of the Blessed Sacrament, Father Michael O'Reilly. If you wish to donate to the Cathedral, please visit our website at cathedralsacramento.org. There you will find a button labeled Donate. I'm Chris Jensen, and I have had the pleasure of being your host for this episode. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again, may God be with us all. Thank you.